Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Rap Chat Podcast. Now, before we head into the podcast, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, make sure to comment, and to subscribe. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts, make sure to leave us a rating and also leave us a review. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Rap Chat Podcast, where we post new clips of the show every single week. I am your host, Luke Dick. I'm Elias Eldridge. And I'm Sam Kenny. All righty. Well, today on the docket that we've got for today the, <laughs> the schedule um, we've got game recaps we're recapping the Detroit game and the Bucks game mm-hmm. and then we're moving on to our top 10 centers um, and then after that it will be looking ahead yeah yeah all right uh, how's it going over in Ontario Sam right on uh, not, uh, <laughs> pretty boring yeah. pretty boring really cold it's like minus 30 right now, I really? think. Really? And then we're going to get 40 centimeters of snow tonight. Wow. So. Is that normal Yay, in Ontario? Climate change. Um, uh, I guess sometimes. You get, like, you'll, you'll get big snowfalls. Like, this is really big, apparently. It's never as big as they say. I just mean, like, yeah, I just mean the minus 30 weather. Yeah, I mean, northern Ontario, yeah, all the time. Yeah. Here, you get, like, a cold stretch every year, I'd say. Yeah. Maybe, but. It's it's really cold. Like I'm not leaving the house yeah. at all. It's mm-hmm. freezing. I didn't really leave the house much this weekend, to be honest, man. Too much snow no, we for had me. All the rain and all the snow. Yeah, it's a little cold. Kind of poopy. Yeah, it's not the greatest. No. Um. All right. It's a good weekend for staying in, though. It was kind of chilling. I like having those excuses to stay in, you know, because I just kind of like want to yeah, relax and watch a movie yeah. or something, you know. And well, I feel like I can't do that when this, uh, you know. Totally. Yeah, I actually, and I agree. I, I did the I, pretty much same thing this weekend. What's up, Sam? Yeah, I, I sat on the couch all day yesterday and just watched college basketball. <laughs> That's cool. That yeah. was my whole day. So <laughs> That's awesome. I, I didn't leave the basement. Did you catch any good games? What were the games that you... Uh, I mean, good prospects. You know, I was watching watching all the Duke guys. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Oklahoma State upset Baylor, which is pretty big. Oh, okay. Um, mm. But I don't know. I, I, li- I like the college basketball atmosphere, right? The crowds are so crazy. So it's, it's it's so, I find it's more competitive. In well, a lot of yeah. Cases. I mean, like, all the kids are fighting, right? Yeah, they're, like, really they're not getting paid. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like right. a guy's losing the NBA. And Didn't then they the, just change that rule though? Aren't there? You can, get, you, can get, you can get a you can get like a sponsorship off of your like likeness, that. right? Yeah. You can make money off of your likeness. Yeah. You don't get paid for basketball, but no, you can make money. Like Arizona can't pay a player to come play for them, but like you right. can get sponsorships and all this kind of stuff. Right. Because I remember there was some there were some issues with players who were really good, but they had YouTube channels. Yeah. And they couldn't make any money off their YouTube channel. You know how. Remember when James Wiseman got like a spender for a bit in college? Do you remember that? How long ago was that? Was that was 2019. Yeah, I was like, was that two years ago? Sounds like. Um, Yeah, so he, uh, so Penny Penny Hardaway uh, is their coach in Memphis, Memphis University. And um, uh, he he took James Wiseman for dinner and uh, Penny paid for it and he got banned for it because Penny paid for their dinner. What? Yeah. James Wiseman got banned. Yeah. Got banned, suspended. And then he then he's like, oh, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I also, I also remember hearing a story. What? Dude. Years years ago, uh, Steph Curry got in trouble for signing an autograph. Uh, <laughs> like, there's so much stuff. It's, it, it's so bad. Yeah, it's really bad. Dude, I hate it's still, that, It's man. still bad because they, they, that, they didn't really address that whole James Wiseman problem. They just said you can get sponsorships and stuff like that. So, like, you get, like, a... Like, yeah, and like, and most guys aren't good enough to get sponsorships. Yeah, like uh, Lamelo, a uh, big reason why he didn't go to UCLA was because he had a signature shoe beforehand. Yeah, right. You're, you're not allowed to have a signature shoe, and yeah, because that's you technically signed a contract with a 
he did one of the most very one of the most unorthodox things that players do. There was a lot of talk about, oh well, if Lamelo goes to play in Australia or if he goes to play in the in Europe, there's no way he's gonna make it in the NBA. He's gonna be stuck in those leagues forever. And it's mm. like, dude, <laughs> he did the smart thing. He actually went and made money. Yeah, he did. You know <laughs> yeah. I mean? he, this guy didn't even go to college. And it, like that, that's a big risk for a lot of guys. Like uh, RJ Hampton. Yeah, it depends, the same it depends thing. on how good you are. Yeah, RJ Hampton, he's good, but because uh, you're playing against grown men still, right? Like that's a grown, that's an actual league. Um, and that's the best players in Australia, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, RJ Hampton didn't do that great because he's not as skilled as LaMelo. But, like, LaMelo, like, the fact that he could do that in a grown league really shows that how good he is. In Europe was. and Australia. Yeah. And, and Australia, which is yeah. pretty impressive. But, anyways, let's get into the Raptors stuff. So, Elias, you had the Detroit Pistons right. game. No, Sam had Detroit. Oh, Sam. I had I had Sam. Oh, I yeah. yeah. I'm ready to hear Sadly. some criticisms, Sam. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I guess we can get right into it. I don't want to talk much about the game itself. The Raptors uh, got blown out 103-87. to I think the score might have been even a little kind to the Raptors mm-hmm. there. It was a really tough game. Um, I've got one big takeaway, so I guess I'll, I've got a, a bit of a rant here. Um, the Raptors stars, so I'm calling our stars Fred, Pascal, OG, they all started out pretty slow. But I wasn't, like, especially Pascal, I thought, played well this game. And then Fred turned it on at the end, uh, and OG was fine. And I had no problem with how those guys play just because they've been carrying us, like, all year. And especially, like, we saw it last night, right, against the Bucks. Um, my problem in this game was uh, from the supporting cast and mainly guys like Kember. Oh, Kember doesn't count because he got hurt right away. Uh, but Precious Achua... Champagne, Yuda, Svi, uh, Delano even, these guys, uh, the bench pieces, when your starters are having a bad night, your bench guys need to step up in at least some way, right? Like, if these guys just hit a few shots, um, it's an entirely different game. Like, let's go into it. Uh, Fred, I mean, Precious Achua, 2 for 7. Justin Champagne, 0 for 1. Yuda, 0 for 3. Svi, 0 for 2. Uh... Non, non like of our non big three guys combined to hit one three. Wow! Like, Jeez. is he even on the I team anymore? The biggest thing is here. <laughs> Technically, so the Raptors second unit gets by on like pure effort a lot of the times. Yeah. Right, like on the offensive rebounds, they're just working harder than the other team. Mm-hmm. That works a lot in the regular season, right? When maybe teams aren't trying as hard, but the Pistons came into this game trying so hard Mm -hmm. so the Raptors second unit couldn't just get by on out hustling them and I think it showed that they couldn't hit the timely open three when they needed to Um, and at some point right it's not just effort right that's a big thing for the playoffs right you can't out effort teams in the playoffs because everyone's trying so hard and I think that was kind of like a thing in this game like it doesn't matter how hard you're trying on the glass if you can't hit an open three you're not helping the team um and, like, if they just hit, like, three threes, this is an entirely different game, <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, we, just, we just never have momentum. Well, and I was, like, I was thinking about this, too. Like, no. the, the three-point shot can absolutely change a game in the modern NBA. Like, it just... Even one. It, like, even just one. It can turn a six-point lead into a three-point mm-hmm. lead. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that, that is a... Uh, those, especially down the stretch, man, like, those types of possessions, like, the corner three is the best shot. 
in basketball. You know what I'm saying? Like it, right now, that's the best shot. If you can get a corner three, you gotta ha- get it. Having a guy who can play defense and hit a corner three is essential, dude. And that's what we're. And that's. I mean, I think that we we've, we've been seeing more of that out of a guy like Justin Champagny. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just doing a crazy job rebounding the ball, especially mm-hmm. in the in the Bucks game. Maybe mm-hmm. not so much in the Pistons game, but um, see, and that's where I'd like to see more from Utah. I'd like to see his three-point shooting increase just a bit more because his defense is is good. His yeah. defense is there. Yeah. It's just when he gets to the offensive floor, it's almost like he's not there. Yeah. And I'm seeing, and then okay, now it's four on five. Mm-hmm. Now it's four on five. Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you take yourself out of it like that and you be, you don't become aggressive and you hide in the shadows of the offense, now you're not. You've 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 just. Uh, Subtracted a threat from the other team, and so yep. now they're playing. They're playing. They have an advantage. They yep. have an advantage now. They literally have more guys, right? And if they have an extra guy that they can throw on Pascal, OG, Fred, that kills us. Kills. We're dead. Mm-hmm. We're dead, man. If yep. these guys can be consistently double teamed, mm-hmm. no matter who it is, all game. Especially because, uh, like, especially lost. the Bucks game, you're rotating through two of those three guys. It's always two of them on the court at the same time. Totally. Um, if we can get one of those guys, if one of those guys can get double teamed, we're screwed because then we only have one of them, and then. The rest of the guys are just guys who aren't going to hit their shots. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely would love to. Yeah, it. Uh, it I think it really showed um, how much we missed Gary Trent, just yes. his spacing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's like I I thought Scotty Barnes was fine in this game. Like I think the stat line doesn't give him credit. I thought he did a lot of good things. The um, but when game? you're relying on Scotty Barnes to be your yeah the Pistons yeah. game, when you're relying on Scotty to be like your spacer, that's not a no. that's not a good sign. No, right? He's not a proven three point shooter. As a rookie, yeah, rookie yeah, is and not he's just not shooter, yeah. his role, right? And uh, Ken Birch, he played three minutes and 40 seconds. He's never going to space the floor. Nope. Um, Chris Boucher will take the three. He's not going to hit him at a, at a good clip. Nope. Precious uh, has, Yuda Precious has just been hit. so passive. Precious isn't going to even hit a layup. Nope. Um, and then Svi is shooting uh, considerably worse than, um, from three than Pascal Siakam is. So, yeah. <laughs> like... And 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 when you players like Pascal and OG and and, and Scotty for that matter who like like to get into the paint and work in the paint, it's making it so easy for defenses just to forget about shooters, right? Yeah. Um, I just think having like two even average shooters off the bench would like just change the complexion of this team. Yeah. Um, like they don't even have to be; they could be like thirty six percent free th- uh, three point shooters. Like Jeremy Lamb would be fine. And. Jeremy Lamb, like, or like for the Bucks, Wesley Matthews, yeah. right? A guy like that, There's someone who they have to close like that, out. Like especially because Wesley Matthews, he yeah. hasn't. Like, the last few years of his career hasn't been a very good shooting performance for him. Um, but he's over his no. career, he's been a shooter, right? So you gotta respect Wesley Matthews from three. Yeah. So uh, just it's like because yeah, you can leave guys like yeah. Utah open right now. You can yeah. leave Boucher open. You can leave Precious mm-hmm. open, and then that just kills our kills our flow. So. Totally, man. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, uh, that that was my one big takeaway from this one, man. Like, I'm glad the Raptors had a great win last night, or else I'd be much yeah, I'm in a much, much, much better mood, mood now. Than um, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was, I was uh, gotta credit the Pistons uh, too, though. Yeah, they played a really hard game. And let's be real, they did. The Pistons in the future are going to be good. Yep. They are going to be good. They are they're just like yep. OKC. There's mm-hmm. a foundation there for a great team. Shout mm-hmm. out to Trey Lyles, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. 21 points, seven rebounds. Or I guess I was so angry, man. I'm not being a true Saskatchewanian <laughs> if dude, I'm saying it like that. You don't like Trey Lyles? Trey, Trey Lyles was uh, a healthy Bull Bulls foot away from being out of the rotation, <laughs> and he just gave us 21. Yeah, he outscored our entire so bench. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's so true. <laughs> pretty much. Um, 
Like that's he's slow. Like Trey Lyles is like the, the most average, below average bench player. Mm-hmm. Like no disrespect to him, but typical, like typical ninth. Our man. bench guys have to. Our, yeah, our bench players have to at least equal what he's giving them. We just—it's um, so frustrating seeing and our, seeing oh. other teams have solid bench performances because we just never do. Like Boucher, like last night for example against Milwaukee, Boucher had a really good game. Um, but you don't see it consistently. Like yeah. I feel like a lot of teams always have at least one guy getting over like ten points, which isn't much to ask. I feel like, but we never have that. Um, we're literally averaging like no, less than no. twenty points off our bench this season. Wow. So. Yeah, I man, I've been thinking. I'm like. Yeah, speed. I think. Uh, Go for it, Sam. No, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say that Svi, like, we like, we're in a tough position right now, mm-hmm. like with with what we have to trade, because right now the biggest guy who's got the most trade value off our bench is Chris. Mm. And I don't think we want to trade Chris. Like, I don't. I'm. I'm I don't like. I'm, I was thinking about this a couple nights ago, and I was like, would I be upset if we traded Chris? Because that's the thing. For who? Yeah. Who do we want? Because like, we'll also, because if, if we're trading Chris for another good bench piece, well, we're trading a good bench piece for a good bench piece. Then it's like, what are we really? Are we we're staying lateral? Enough. Yeah. So and, like, I, I'd rather right. keep Chris and then trade uh, Malachi, Drogic, and I don't know whatever else yeah. for for another good bench piece. So we have two guys who can be reliable off the bench. And you know what I'm thinking? I just I just saw this the last game. I want to keep DJ Wilson. Oh, yeah, me too. I, I want to keep him. I think that we he's 25. He's going to turn 26. But I think we've got some years to develop him to, into a solid bench player. He's I, got I think, great I think fundamentals. He has, I mean, with how our bench is playing right now, he'll he'll get minutes at some point. Yeah. And uh, he'll be able to be able to prove himself. Yeah. And uh, we'll see how that goes. But I would like to see more from DJ Wilson, too. Because, listen, if we can get, if we can get DJ to a place where he's defensively sound, mm. solid, uh... I don't see, and if he can flow in the offense and maybe shoot it from mid range mm-hmm. uh, and finish his layups, which we know he can finish, we know he, you know, he's got a good handle on the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, if we can get him working in our system, I'm sorry, but I don't think we need Svi or Malachi, you know. And yeah. I think that we, because he's six ten, man. Yeah, he's a tallest, big guy. He's a guy in our team. <laughs> he's a big guy, man. He's definitely useful. And not only is he a big guy. He is a strong guy. Mm. He's strong, mm. you know. And and where where Chris Boucher might lack in the strength area, you know, he makes up for for it with his defensive rebounding. If we can get DJ Wilson to be get a similar point, because I, I think he has the build to be something really good, and yeah. I think he can fit into our system. Like it's it's the uh, he's I worth keeping on to. I think it's the same. He could do the same type of things as Precious does uh, in a way. Precious is better defensively. Mm. Um, I will get into Precious in the role yeah. of because I have some things I want to say with Precious, but. Um. Yeah. No. I, I, I think with DJ, like, he could maybe be like a more, like, recently I've been pretty disappointed with Kemp Birch. I think like his knee, I, he just doesn't look as athletic as he did at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year. Like yep. his defense just doesn't look the same, and he's not really giving you anything on offense. Um, so it'd be interesting to see like what you could do with his contract and let DJ Wills like and let Precious start or a guy like DJ. Well, you wouldn't have any of them starting with healthy healthy group, but mm-hmm. like let DJ be that maybe more athletic chem, um, mm. with maybe a little more upside. Um, I think that would be maybe kind of interesting. Cause I love the Chris and precious duo off the bench right. for defense. <laughs> um, I'm going to stress that for defense. Let's see if we can get DJ out hitting that corner three. That's one thing that chem can't do. Yeah. Right. Like no. chem can't no. hit that corner three. 
right? Whereas, where, what if we could get DJ to maybe hit that corner three? I'm so curious about what our trade deadline is going to look like if well, we're going to make moves. Also, so this, like, I'm just like, really who, do they, who do they want to trade? Okay. Think about this, too. We can still put a guy like DJ on, playing for the 905. Right, like we can put DJ on the 905 and He's get a good him some shooter. minutes. He's a good shooter stats wise. And uh, last season, who's this DJ? DJ, last season, 35 games, he shot uh, 34 and a half percent from three on two and a half a game. Yeah. Okay. That's that's something we can work with. Definitely. That's, that's better that's, than Chris. That's, that's, <laughs> a, that's a that's close to league average. Right. And so, uh, you know, I think honestly, maybe picking him up was a little bit of a steal because if we throw him in the G League and if we throw him on the 905, mm-hmm. you know, okay. When did Chris started get start getting good for us? How long did it take for Chris to get start uh, getting good for us? Two we, years. We saw it. We, have, we yeah, we saw it uh, two seasons ago that right. year we uh, made the playoffs after Kawhi left. And how old was Chris at that time? Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. <laughs> Twenty-seven. DJ's Crazy. two years younger than Chris. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think DJ, we've got a lot to work with here. So don't sleep on DJ Wilson. You know what I'm saying? Like, definitely don't. I, I mean, the games he did play, he looked really good. Yeah, he did, and I think I think that. Uh, if we can integrate to him, him into our system, get him playing some, get him playing some games in the 905 with guys like Delano, you know, really trying to skin a fitter system a little integrate bit. Integrate him. Yeah, integrate yeah. him. I think that we could uh, we could definitely see some upside from DJ Wilson. I think that he has the potential to be a steal. I'll say he's been in the league for so long. He's been in the league since 2018. So like he 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 knows what's up, mm-hmm. right? Totally. He's not a he's not a new guy. Uh, like Precious is still new in the league, right? Totally, brand new, yeah. fresh. Um, so this is what second year? Yeah, second league? year, yeah. and even last year he wasn't getting much minutes because yeah. he was playing on Miami. Totally. Um, so I, I definitely like having DJ Wilson. I definitely want to see uh, what we can do with them. Yeah, me too. Especially because he is 25. I mean, he's turning 26 this year, but yeah. uh, but still 26. Like you, dude, you basically have from mm, to, in less than a month he'll yeah. be 26. So you basically <laughs> have from 26 to what would you say? 32. Sure. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That's like, yeah, to that's... like have that pocket of time. This is his prime. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And that's, so that's, that's when you like after 32 is kind of when you stop actually getting better. Right. And typically. so also if we were able to make a guy like Chris good to get him playing, you know, league we can minutes, get, we can get a lot of guys good. We made Fred and Fleet who he is. I know. And now, I know. No one saw that coming. Exactly. Um, exactly. Even like Pascal was 27th overall pick. I was literally. OG 23rd. Dude. Yeah, like, I was literally thinking about that the other day. I, I, lo- I, looked, I looked up Pascal's pick and I'm like, so many of these teams. I, one of the problems with OKC is like, they draft, they get dra- high draft picks. Mm. But the problem is, is like, okay, well, you're going to get the highest draft picks, but now you're going to have a bunch of guys on your team who are all very good. So now they can't, like, it's going to be a similar situation to what happened with Westbrook, Harden, and KD. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Is these players all have great individual value, yeah. so their value's going to go up, and then you can't afford to keep that many players that are that good on your team. This Whereas you think of a team like the Raptors, look at Pascal Siakam. This guy is, what did he, how much did he score against the Bucks on, on uh, last night? Last night? 30, 30 10 10. Yeah, he had a triple-double last mm-hmm. night. Like, yo, this guy was just, 27th just, pick in the draft. This, this is his draft. Uh, this is some guys who went over him in the draft. Dragon Bender went fourth. He's no longer in the league. Chris Dunn went fifth, no longer in the league. Marquise Chris went eighth, just got re-signed to Dallas. Thon Maker went 10, no, not in the right. league. Thon. Yorgos Papayanis went 13, not in the league. Wow. <laughs> Gorshan Yabusele, 16th, not in the league. Wade Baldwin, <laughs> 17th, not in the league. Henry Ellenson, 18th, not in the league. Wow. Malachi Richardson, 22nd, not in the league. Ante Zizic, 23rd, not in the league. Bryce Johnson, 25th, not in the league. Pascal, 27th. Wow. And he's just 
dropped a triple double against the Bucks with Giannis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They just won the NBA championship, yo. He's a big part of it. Like, dude, come on. We shut Giannis. We shut him oh, down. Oh, we'll get bro. into it. We'll oh, get I can't wait to talk about the Bucks game. But Sam, uh, did you have anything else to bring up against uh, bring up with this Pistons game or? Uh, honestly, not, not really. I'm I'm just looking here. Like I I liked how. Um, all, I mean, not not about the Raptors though, but man, Cade Cunningham, like he's gonna be good. <laughs> like there was like that that first like five games of his career, right when he was getting back from ankle, yeah. uh, his ankle injury, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, he's is a bust, he a boss?" Like, uh... no, that guy is <laughs> like he, the he real looks, deal. He looks like, NBA ready already. I think he's gonna be like he's got, in my opinion, like number one option on a championship team. Like he's that level of yeah, good. I agree. Um, with all NBA defensive potential, mm-hmm. like he's that good. Um, so, Cade, like uh, he's, he's getting like forgot about. He's not getting talked like, about very much. Just because the crazy. Pistons suck, you know. No, yeah. I mean like Franz Wagner. I mean, and he's not very flashy. Like he just. Sorry, Sam. Yeah, yeah. Like I think I think Cade Cunningham should be probably, in my opinion, second mm. or third in the Rookie of the Year voting. I think as of um, right now, he should be second. And, like he is. Like if but and if I'm projecting to the future, like he's got the most potential. I think he's just more than more like than Fred VanVleet's an All NBA defender. Yeah, I think so. Right. Just because of his role, mm. I think. Um, it's really close, though. Um, I think Mobley's got some crazy potential. But, uh, like, but a, a guy like Fred Van Vliet couldn't even, like, he's just, he's so big, Cunningham. Like, he was just getting, like, Fred couldn't do a thing against him. No. Nope. And uh, he's six, scoring he's on a guy six, like OG. Eight, just, or six, six, I he's guess. He's real but, deal. Um, yeah, he's going to be yeah. really good, yeah. I think. Um, yeah. All right, six, dude. eight with a jump shot and elite passing. <laughs> Um, okay, do you want to get into the Bucks game? Yeah, let's let's go. Let's get positive. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, positive for the half of it, I guess. Yeah. Well, so yeah. So, uh, so Raptors Bucks happened uh, last night, January fifteenth. Um, so we are still without Scotty Barnes and uh, Gary Trent Jr. and Ken Birch. Now uh, he broke his nose. Yeah. Uh, get well soon. <laughs> is that like? Is he gonna be out for a while? How long do nose injuries last usually? He's gonna probably come back wearing I mean, one of those. Last face year, plates. Booker. Well, Booker broke his nose last year in the in the playoffs, and he didn't miss a game. So I think it's just kind of a pain tolerance. Yeah. Um, thing. I don't know. Yeah. So and so we had a starting lineup was Fred, OG, uh, Utah, Watanabe, Pascal, and Precious, and uh, the Bucks were playing without Drew Holiday. Um. So. We're already pretty upset about the Pistons game last night, and uh, four minutes into this game, we see ourselves down yeah, sixteen to oh two, God. <laughs> and we're just like, "Yep, okay." They had such a hot start on it us, was, man. No, they did. Their transition was uh, really Chris good. Chris Middleton off, hit like two threes on us. Yeah, they 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 had their Grayson Allen hit like two. Grayson Allen's good, dude. Grayson Allen's yeah. good for that team, especially. Um, I don't like him that much as a dude. I uh, hate him, man. <laughs> but, oh, God, but, I can't uh, stand him. He's, oh, he just looks like an asshole. But, yeah, he does look like a frat, dude. Sorry, he's Grayson. I know you're watching. Sorry, yeah. but... We know like that you. you were in a frat. Yeah. Oh, oh clear as day. <laughs> he's probably still in a frat. <laughs> <laughs> still going to college yeah, on the low. <laughs> yeah. He reapplied to college just to be in a frat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, have either of you guys watch, watched watch... the TV show Community? Mm, I've seen a couple episodes. I know Gambino's yeah. in it. Sam, yeah. have you ever seen... Community. Yeah, I have. Have you watched like the whole thing? Suspense. <laughs> Sam. Is he frozen? Yeah. Oh, have you seen the whole like the whole show? Uh, probably not. No, maybe like three, four seasons. What did he say? I don't know. 
You're cutting out a bit. Three or four seasons, I think. Three or four seasons. Oh, okay, because there's, I don't know, there's this one. Haul it, ball it, never call it. Do you recognize that, Sam? No. no. Oh, fuck. All right, any community fans out there will understand. Haul it, ball it, never call it. <laughs> Watch Chris now be the one NBA player that watches our podcast. He's like, yeah. fuck these guys. <laughs> Watching the Raptors podcast. Yeah. He's like trying to get insider info yeah. on the Raptors. That'd be kind of funny. Yeah, it would be. Oh, one one more one more thing before we get into the yep. game. Um, on the Bucks, Lindell Wington mm. from uh, Dartmouth, mm. Nova Scotia. Mm. Just had a two-way. On the uh, Bucks, yeah. Yeah, we. If, right, for, for those of you who don't know, we are located in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Linda Wington uh, lived, was born just across the bridge. Dartmouth. So, shouts out to you, fo- homie. In the Halifax <laughs> Regional Municipality. That's a HRM, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so let's get into this. So, first quarter, um, you're down 16 2 after four minutes. Just, uh, I mentioned this uh, last night. Our spacing is really bad right yeah. now without Gary. We need Gary to yeah. have spacing. And because uh, because the defense just collapses on us every single yeah, time. Yeah, and, and even like Pascal, uh, he had a good shooting night last night. I think he was three for three from three last night. Yeah, actually. but that's the thing is on three but, attempts, right? Like Gary yeah, is gonna or, shoot like maybe five or six, oh, right? Sorry, he was one for no, that's Detroit game. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, three for three. Um, but even like that's not common for Pascal. Like, you're not gonna see that every yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then like, like uh, if like if OG was three for thirteen, like it's just. It's just with the, those are the three guys that I trust to take, or I trust Fred and uh, OG to take threes mm-hmm. right now. Um, and that's it. So starting our team with three guys who aren't uh, trustworthy shooters right now is really tough. Um, so that's I kind of to be honest, I thought the game was over. It's been the yeah, first quarter, to be too. honest. I, I, just, I, just, I just I was didn't so see much. I was like I was like, how are we gonna win like this against Giannis? Right? Yeah. Right. Um, also, it's to a championship level team. This team is a championship contender this year. Yeah. Like they they have the potential to win the NBA championship <laughs> this year. Sorry, I have, a, I have a cold. It's not COVID, but I do have a cold. Um, but uh, we'll forgive you. Thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, I didn't see much of. I didn't see anything that would make me think, okay, we'll win this game in the first quarter. I just, the free throw shooting was bad. We shot twenty seven percent from the field in the first quarter. Um, wow. Ooh. Just in the just the, the snow spacing was really tough. Um, yeah, so it was just a tough start. Um, but let's get into the second quarter. Um, Pascal was being very aggressive mm. all game, and I loved it. He's really working that uh that turnaround in the in the paint. Yeah, the mid post. Yeah, and it's working really well for him. Mm-hmm. Um, Fred Fred was uh, getting more aggressive in the second quarter. Uh, had a nice cross on Jordan Wara, um, with a pull up. Jordan Wara got subbed out early that game and didn't see the floor again. Grayson Allen got him all game. That was that hurt me. That hurt <laughs> me. me too, man. I love Jordan Wara. Um. Uh, <laughs> just for the for the watchers, the first night Sam and I met, we had like a half hour conversation with George Wara <laughs> at like midnight. <laughs> we were just like, "It's good times." Um, that's what we bond. Hey, good role player. That's what we bond. I'd take him on the Raptors. I, oh, I'd love him right now. He can he can hit a corner three. We'll give him, we'll give him Malachi. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that's fair. Um, but uh, so what really we really so our, our offense was was shaky all game to be honest, but especially uh, the first half. But what was really keen to in it, especially in the second quarter, was our defense. Our defense was very totally. strong. Rotations were very good. Yep. Um, boxing out was a problem. You're talking about the third um, quarter? Second quarter right now. Oh, second quarter. Yeah. Boxing out was a problem, though. Um, there's, they got a lot of easy lot uh, second, of chance op- yeah. second chance opportunities. They didn't, they Luckily, didn't, they didn't score they didn't off, score of, them, off yeah. of them, I was going to say. 
Um, our defense was good. Our defense and was our, good. And our Giannis defense in the first half was awesome. Yeah. Um, we're creating the wall. We know how to guard Giannis. And you know, with teams like this, with like the Bucks, and We're then, designed uh, as a team to guard guys like Giannis. Yeah. And, and, and you like, got OG guarding Giannis. He can guard him. Dude, the Raptors have been like consistently very good against uh, superstars. Mm-hmm. Like uh, when we go against Steph, Steph never cooks us. We go against uh, Giannis. Giannis never does great against us. Um, Embiid in the past when we had a guy who could guard bigs. But... Um, yeah, with teams like this, you really just got to isolate the, the superstar and be like, okay, we're, you guys can win, but you're not doing it for them. Mm-hmm. So we let the rest of the team beat us. And uh, that's what we do against teams like this. Well, even the Bucks announcers were like, man, these guys are just way too dependent on Giannis for, for, yeah. for scoring, for assists. Like, like uh, Giannis... In the, I think by this, by the end of the second half, had only like seven points. He did, yeah. But he had like he had like seven assists though. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, well, Giannis, it's just, exactly, right? Yeah. It's like it's, um, they run their team through Giannis. Yeah. And they right? had to, like to be fair, they had to take he had to take more of a playmaking role uh, this game because uh, Holiday was out. Right. Um, but right. still, yeah, like they 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 put a We're lot. We're also missing and that, Gary. And that's the know. thing with uh with the superstar teams also like when we had Kawhi, um. I mean, I know people uh, who would, uh, who are like, I love it. We're putting so much pressure on Kawhi. We're letting Kawhi do too much. And that's a big thing with superstar teams. Like the Lakers, for example, right now, they're putting so much on LeBron. Yeah, <laughs> Like man. so much. LeBron is the Lakers yep. right now. Um, yeah, oh, so man. we, uh, I think Nick Nurse does a really good job against these type of teams and planning for these type of teams where we're just like, okay, we're going to hold this guy back. We'll put two, we'll put three guys on Giannis. Mm-hmm. Everyone else has uh, to honestly, beat us. Honestly, shout out to Nick's nur- Nick Nurse's Nick's coaching nurse. this. Nick's nurse. <laughs> shout out to Nick's nurse. You're Nick's doing a great nurse, job. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but shout out to, to Nick Nurse's coaching this game. Mm. I think he did him and Mike Budenholzer had a had a head-to-head this game, yeah. and I think Nick came out on the side winning. I mean, yeah. I honestly think that some of our first half uh, troubles can be traced back to low energy um, and, and on behalf of the guys just – I mean, I think there are definitely problems that Nick – can be responsible for in that first half but i think a lot of it had to do with the guy's energy you know what i mean yeah. and just being just not going out and performing you know what i'm saying like yeah. um and i think to be honest i don't like giving this guy criticism but one of those guys that i got to give criticism is utah man like uh, i i just i understand utah's not our starting guy he shouldn't really be our starting guy he's not put on the starting lineup no. to start you know he's put in the starting lineup because for the defense right and the length the past the past two games he started this game and the sun's game he's only played like 13 minutes exactly and made like no, it's, it's just, it doesn't, it's not his role, but also I think he has a really tough time uh, adapting. Yeah. It's seeming like yeah. um, where he, he puts a lot of pressure on himself. I don't, know, I, I don't know what the behind the scenes stuff is, but he does um, put a lot of pressure on himself. But we're really seeing Utah's weakness because before, like two weeks ago, we were like, oh, Utah has no weaknesses, you know? Right. We we're like, he's a perfect role player. And now I think we're kind of trying to, starting to see Utah's weaknesses coming out, yeah. which is okay. Um, but. Right now, it'd be yeah. really nice to have him uh, play consistently. You know, you know what? Nobby's great as your. He's he's great as your eighth yeah. option. Yeah, yeah, totally. Not as your your fifth option, right? Exactly. Yeah. Or your fourth option, almost. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, uh, can I also can I if, w- one more thing in that first half that actually really got us going was I think that uh, and one Pascal had on on Bobby Portis. Yeah. And yeah. Bobby went at it. Um, I thought that was pretty fun. Shout out to um, Pascal getting to the they've free got, throw like, line. A bit more, uh, yeah. yeah, and and uh, I think I think that fire. Like Fred actually said in his post game interview that that fired the team up, and they were like, "Okay, like let's go, let's let's win this game." That was so funny though, because uh, when they showed like a replay of it, Pascal literally just kept screaming in his face, "And one!" Yeah. And then he kept inquiring, "Like and one, yeah. and one." <laughs> 
I don't know why Bobby got <laughs> the tech and Pascal him. didn't. He was like, hey, what? <laughs> Like hey, if, if anything, they should have both. It should have been a double tech, probably. It probably should have, but eh, whatever. But, you did hey, give a technical I'll about Portis, but Fred missed the free throw, though, so yeah, well. it's tough. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, yeah, so first half. Yeah, so uh, we, we did come back from from a quite a decent deficit. Yeah, we were down three going into the half, and then uh, we get into the third quarter, and uh, I'm gonna start complaining about Precious here for a second. Precious is starting off like Chris Boucher at the start of the season. He is doing way too much on offense. Mm. Is it? It's just he, I see, and all the time too on a on second chance opportunities, especially I see this from all the time. Um, he'll get the he'll get the rebound or someone else gets the rebound, pass it to him. He'll dribble out to the corner and he's trying to go ISO in the corner. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> you, you're not a pl- good playmaker, so yeah. you, you can't you're not gonna play make out of the corner. You can't. There's not a corner is the worst place to ISO. Yeah, because you have such limited uh, in the baselines right there. Yeah, you have, no, you have, you have no such, space. You have such exactly you have such limited space. So like what what's the mentality there? And then um last night also Pascal there's one play where Pascal called the ball and Precious waved him off. It's like man, you're not there yet. Mm. You can't you're not gonna wave off an all star. Yeah. I can understand he's aggressive and he wants to he can he has the potential to be that good. Yes, he sure. does. But he's not there right but now. But he's not there right now. Absolutely. And he's not even close, his, really. His offense is so raw, man. Well, and it, you know what annoys me too is this happened in the second half a lot too, where Precious, they weren't guarding, they weren't respecting him. And I'm like, Precious, are you an NBA player? Do you know how to play basketball? If you are open, they left him open on at the free throw line. My mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I can you that. shoot a free throw? Like, like all you have to do, they are not respecting you. Okay, yeah. one dribble into the paint, put up a floater. Mm-hmm. Like, th- this is simple stuff. What he would do is he would get the ball and then dribble back out or dribble, like, uh, from free throw line extended yeah, out to st- the three point line. I'm like, up, what are you like... doing, bro? You're 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 completely slowing down our offense right now for <laughs> all the wrong reasons. Like mm-hmm. now now we only have nine seconds on the clock. Yeah. Like and you're at the, and, and you are on, on the and, three and, point and he, line with the ball. Ca- and he's calling ISOs. Like yeah. that's such a low percentage shot. Dude. I know, man. And against teams like Milwaukee, especially, and then especially also when a lot of our guys are struggling. Not what we need. We need I easy know, buckets man. as much as possible. Exactly. It's like, dude, if they're not respecting uh, you on the free throw line, shoot the damn one dribble shot. in. One he did there was one free throw line jumper that he did yeah. shoot. That's the one where he bounced off the back of the rim and went in. Yeah. And and it's like, dude, <laughs> you took way too long to take that shot. Mm-hmm. You took way too long. Bro, one dribble in, shoot it, bro. Mm-hmm. It's not that dude, you're six foot eight, bro. Like, shoot, yeah. shoot the ball. Like, yeah. oh my god. Yes. Sorry, I'm just heated no, just, right now because <laughs> I can see it watching I, it on the court. I'm like, dude, I, just, I don't uh yeah, I, I don't understand how a player can look like I thought he was our best defender tonight, especially against Giannis. He was like, awesome. Oh, Giannis. Giannis. He was oh dude, he was locking up. Giannis. And then he can look, up bit, yeah. but then he can look so bad on the other end. Yeah. Like, and then that, and just that, especially right now without shit Giannis too. Without talking shit. Without Gary and Scotty, especially, it just makes you question like, man, is it really worth having him on the floor because it's yeah. so bad on offense, man? Like, uh, it's it's really tough. Like you said, floor this. spacement, yeah. ball movement, yeah. all hindered when we have guys like Precious yeah. on the floor on the offensive end. And just yeah, like we're really missing. Man, I we'll get into trades when the trade deadline gets closer. But I would really, I really want to trade for one or two, just solid three and D guys, man. Like Do you even, trade Precious? No, not Precious. I'm just saying trade. Period. Just make oh. a trade for some just solid three and D guys that we just mm-hmm. have on our bench. Um, but we'll get into because, that when we yeah, get closer like, to the deadline. To be honest, if we if we wanted to make a run this year, we absolutely can have the potential, but yeah, not. And, and I'm if we don't make a trade, I understand. Yeah. Um, because like we're not going to win a championship this year, right? Um, but it would be it would be really cool to make a push. Uh, I mean, I don't I don't see why not. I mean, we're, if if we end up in the lottery, it's going to be low lottery anyway. Mm-hmm. So, 
Uh, it's it's yeah. a bad draft this year anyway, so who cares? Yeah. I mean, we we trust Masai. We always know Masai's looking out for us. Yeah. I mean, he's got. I think that Masai's probably. You can say this, I think, because he won. He won Executive of the Year. Not in Toronto, uh, though. That was in Denver. Oh, was yeah. that really? Yeah, it was a long time ago. He didn't win Executive of the Year in Toronto. Are you sure? I don't think the so. Same he, year I know. He, I know. Won I, Coach of the Year. I'm pretty I, sure he won Executive of the Year just I, recently because they. Oh, really? I know he won in Denver. Yeah, I, th- I thought he might. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure he won Executive of the Year in 2019. But um, let me look. No, no, only yeah, 2013 and really, yeah, yeah, he was snubbed. He was snubbed that one year when we won the championship. Who won it that year? <laughs> he like was runner up. Wow. Okay, dumb. But anyways, <laughs> um, stupid. See, the thing about Masai though too is that is that uh, I think you can say with full confidence right now, Masai is one of the best general managers that's the league's ever seen. Oh my god, yeah, he, he was a hot commodity over the offseason when he. Oh yeah. The Wizards were going to give him the biggest uh, contract in executive history. But see, the thing too is that Masai knows that Toronto, there's more, there's more to appeal to Toronto than just the Raptors. The Toronto is a very multicultural city, very forward-thinking in, uh, in city in Canada as well. And there is a lot of things that uh, he is a platform to a country. You know what I'm saying? Like, for example, Canada, we accept a lot of uh, immigrants into this country. He has the whole uh, uh, what is it, the Giants of Africa? Giants of Africa. He has the whole Giants of Africa program. Which, if you want to get basketball players and, and and immigrants coming from Africa to 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 play over here, mm-hmm. come to Canada. And then Masai come has, to Canada. Masai just having those connections in Africa really makes because like because right now in the league where we're still in a league where uh, the whole overseas thing is fresh, right? Yeah. So a lot of the free agent nations are still like um, New York and California because right. those are the American guys are still doing all that. But uh, once we get more in, like a few years down the road when this Euro thing just becomes regular, um, and the and the app, like overseas in general, um, Canada too. Yeah, Canada too. Then uh, I think Toronto is going to start becoming a hotter market. I believe so. I think so too because you know we w- Toronto is like we when we talk about this all the time is that is that I, I could see why Masai would want to stay in a city like Toronto because you're not just representing Toronto, you're representing Canada as a country. Mm-hmm. To to be that guy, he I think he knows he's probably got more leeway and stuff to work with here in Toronto than he would in any pretty pretty much any other NBA team. There's no yep. there's no buzz. There's no place that's just quite he, like, like he, Toronto. Every, he runs everything, too. Like, he has no one telling him what yeah. to do and what not. Like, Larry Tannenbaum doesn't tell him anything. Doesn't tell him what to no. do at all. No. And the thing is, yeah, like, Masai, I think we can say safely say now that, that dude, he turned a 27th pick of the of an, of an the NBA draft into the, the guy, main guy on our team. Like, he turned an undrafted guy undrafted, into an all-star. <laughs> undrafted guy into an all-star, bro. Like, like he should be. We don't, we're yeah. not going to say that, but... but but we we like you know, knock on wood. But like I mean, the Bucks announcers were calling him Freddie All Star too. Really? Uh, yeah. I love that you said. watch the other commentators. The one. Because yeah. I love hearing what they say. Well, yeah. I guess I'm the only person who would really like see yeah. it from that. But yeah, they 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 did mention Freddie All Star for sure, and uh, and like he did. Fred hit some big <laughs> big shots for us this game, man. Yeah. Fred absolutely did. Like, what did he finish the game with? Like 17, 17. points. Yeah. Um, get a deep one though. Seventeen. Absolutely. So. Um, I, yeah, sorry, just a little bit of a tangent about Masai, but it's that, like, yo, like, we trust Masai. Even if we don't make a trade, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's to say Masai doesn't make a 20th I, I, pick? He, he, has a, he has plans down the road, too. Yeah. Like, he, but, like, if, he, if he's making a trade this offseason, like, he's been planning it, or this, this uh, trade deadline, he's been planning it. Yeah, he's been planning it, it. Like, he, yeah. has, he has a whole scheme going. He's not making impulsive decisions like that. Totally. It's a strategic. Um, Him and Bobby Webster, man, they're a dynamic duo. Yeah. Um... 
Yeah, a little more from uh, from the second half here, I guess the third quarter. Um, things were really starting to turn around because our defensive intensity was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Champagny, or JC Penny, as I like to call him. Um, that that's a good ass nickname, <laughs> I dude. Think it is that's too. like getting any buzz. No one's calling JC Penny. Come on, <laughs> I want I want my credit. Well, that's and it's sick. like isn't I, I it saw a, it's a shoe store. I saw something. Store, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, there's no, I saw, there's no I saw correlation something on Twitter, to him, <laughs> and people were calling him. Uh, people were calling him Champagne Champagne Poppy. Champagne what? Champagne Poppy. Champagne Poppy. Oh, that's yeah. so funny. Champagne also. Poppy. Yeah. I don't know. I still don't. I still think JC Penny has a better ring to it. Because his name's Justin. And it's like JC Penny. Yeah. Right. Um, anyway, whatever. <laughs> uh, when that comes around, it's going to come around. When it comes around, I want my When credit. this podcast blows up. Yeah, when this podcast blows <laughs> up. It's, um, we had Mr. Slim Duck hitting us, hitting some nice threes for us. Um, rare to see, but really happy he did. That was Wait, huge when did Chris hit a three? Hit two, third quarter. What? Hit two? Yeah, they're like back-to-back yeah. almost. Bro, I, I watched the whole game. I must have missed that. They were like, uh, I guess, uh, I'll just tell you. In the yeah. corner. <laughs> yeah, that fadeaway in the you. corner. <laughs> fadeaway three. Corner threes? Uh, one was in the corner. Was the other, were they both? One was on the wing, and the other was in the corner. Yeah, th- that, that second one from the corner, man, that pass from Pascal oh, was, that was like sexy. absurd. That was cross-court. One-handed yeah. skip pass out of a double team, and dude, leading Chris y- into, a, into an open corner. Giannis had a pass like that a few nights ago, and it got so much buzz. No one says it to Pascal. Yeah. Like, shut up. Get out, get out of here. Bro, his passing is insane. It there were some highlight it's plays like, from last night. I think he's the best passer on this team. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think because so. Because the thing about Pascal is he has this ability to draw the defense in, right? Like he and he's so big, right? Whereas Fred, like Fred, yeah. Fred just can't make those giant lob passes because he's not big enough. You know what I'm saying? No, and, like, like, he, and, like, and Fred will get his assist because yeah. he's a point guard, right? Yeah, totally. Um, and not saying Fred, Fred's a great passer, but just as far as uh, like Pascal goes, He's not supposed to be doing that, right? Yeah. Um, position wise, so um, yeah. No, so the third quarter, we just the intensity really picked up. Totally. And it really felt like more like a game we could win. The first half, I still felt like Milwaukee was gonna have yep. it, um, but really started feeling more like a game we could win. Um, Pascal was a uh, I've read here. Pascal's uh, threes in rhythm are deadly. I, anytime he takes a three in rhythm, I feel way more confident. Yeah, about, definitely. You know, when he's uh, when he's stepping mm-hmm. in, then catching the yes, ball, it's totally. all one motion. Um, he made a couple of those, and uh, yeah, they were huge. And uh, as much as we uh, we kind of shat on Precious so far, <laughs> his defense was um, disgusting. His it defense truly was, was. His defense was awesome. His hustle was there. Oh, also. dude, he was locking he, up Giannis, man. He, he truly were, was. And uh, like Giannis had thirty points, and uh, he had fourteen of them from the free throw line. So yeah, um, or seventeen. Holy. Yeah, seventeen for seventeen from the free throw line for Giannis, dude. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so we uh we go into that's, the... and that's what I like to see from Precious. Yeah, like if your offense isn't working, like he gave us an all M- all NBA level defensive performance. So and he, he didn't he foul out. Did. He had five and, fouls. And, and, and in the end, out. we kept him in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even like he had he had fourteen and, and points he finished too, the game seven for thirteen. Seven shooting. for thirteen. Yeah. yeah, like it, it doesn't mean like, like it, pretty if, good. if you watched it, it looked kind of cause yeah. It, you can just you just the indecisive know, the empty we, possessions. That's yeah, what we, we and see. And we, right? we know the we know the problems Precious has, so we kind of see those more. Yeah, but uh, he had he had a he had a really good game still. Um, like if you were just an NBA fan who tuned in, you probably wouldn't have noticed that much. No, yeah, but, but just uh, we we we've been seeing the same issues yeah. over and over and over. It's kind of driving us crazy. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah, so we go into the fourth quarter and uh, Pascal and Fred have five early fouls, which is very concerning. So we had to sit Pascal for a little while. Um, so we had Fred and OG on, and um, Giannis was just kind of. It was getting kind of scary here because Giannis was kind of enforcing himself getting to yeah. the free throw line, and uh, usually that's uh, that's okay because he's not a great. He's sixty nine percent free throw shooter. He was seventeen for seventeen this game. Yeah. Um, 
And then uh, we started to kind of look tired, and I was getting more concerned. The Pascal comes into the game, and he explodes for the foul call, which gave us even more momentum. He mm-hmm. went right at right at Giannis. Uh, I think it, was it was close to an and one. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it, did, it yeah. wasn't, but it was really close to it. Yeah, and that just gave us the energy boost we needed to finish this game. Um, OG missed a shot, got his own rebound, had an and yeah, one. Yeah, that was beautiful, man. And uh, Pascal clutched three. Uh, and some more clutch shots, man. That was at the top of the three-point line too. That shot yeah. was clutch as hell. That's what that honestly that was the winning shot of the game. It was a dagger. That was the winning was shot of dagger. the game. That put us ahead six and that, six points or something or mm-hmm. eight points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. Six, yeah. I think. And and that step through we had against George Hill, like yeah. oh my god, oh my <laughs> right god after that, that is such an insane move. Right after that, I wrote down Pascal is bay. <laughs> <laughs> I was loving Pascal, dude. <laughs> Sam, I can't believe you wanted to trade Pascal a little while ago, dude. That's crazy. No, man. <laughs> oh, Elias. Yeah, we're, not, we're not changing the narrative now. <laughs> Elias, yeah, I, I found there's an old video on our Instagram where yeah. you're arguing and you're like, what did you say? You were like, uh, he's not doing anything for us. <laughs> you're like, what the fuck? I can't even remember the whole Think, clip. But things I was, change, okay? I was just, well, you know, and like at the time, if you watched those yeah, games, yeah. it was not looking my good. Argument was, my argument was profit. Yeah. Sam agreed. We had, no, a, we, had a, we had an agreement. We, we need, we need... <clears throat> We need Elias to get mad at like every guy who's not playing well. Yeah. So the next time put you got to rip into Fresh do nothing for us, man. Fresh is going to step it up on offense. Yeah. Tell, we got to we got to trade Yuda. We have to trade Yuda. Yeah. You got to you got to get Dude, into Dude, can't do anything. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> well, that's facts. Oh, yeah. that's He's facts. a lost hope. He's um, a lost hope. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, we we won this game purely at the end off off intensity, I think, cuz both both teams weren't uh weren't love weren't killing it offensively. And we held them to 96 points. Um, so just a great, great showing, especially defensively from from us. It and, felt like uh, that Suns game, man. Yeah, I felt did. every possession was important. Every, every single possession had value. Uh, there was just another one of those games where a four point lead felt like a fifteen and, point and, and lead. The, and this kind of uh, this kind of reju- after the Pistons game, my I was like, oh no, it, that was a fluke again. Uh, but I feel like now again seeing this, I was like, okay, that was just a little, that was yeah. a little, that was just a rough night, right? Yeah. Um, and those will happen, especially with the young team. Fred yeah. said that uh, he he got asked about it last night after the game, and he's like, man, when you got a young team, those will happen, right? Yeah. And totally. um, it sucks, but I mean, it is what it is. But yeah, coming right back, especially and, and because we're the, like the ninth seed. Yeah, and the game seed. games right now are so important to, yeah. especially because we're so close. Um, so it was really frustrating to lose that game, but um, yeah, we got to shout out Justin Champagne, man. Uh, Dennis Rodman 2.0. Yeah, dude. man. 12 Him rebounds. Him and Chris are an amazing dynamic duo when it comes to rebounding. Oh, um, yeah. And uh, yeah, 12 rebounds, six of them offensive. Offensive, yeah. And uh, and yeah, Boucher, Boucher had a good night too. 15 points, uh, seven rebounds, three blocks. Um, dude, he blocked he a, the shit out of Giannis, yeah, I know. bro. He had a we, huge dude, block on Giannis. We blocked him twice when he was trying to dunk. And then in the first quarter, too. George Hill tried to poster him. Yeah. I was like, I've never seen George Hill dunk. Yeah. <laughs> and he tried to dunk on Chris Boucher. Like, Chris Boucher is a Dude, he's, he's got machine. over seven-foot wingspan, man. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Easily. Like, he's he's a tall guy. Chris is a – don't underestimate the power of, of what Chris can do. Yeah. Right? Like, I, the, the Chris, Bucks Chris announcers again – low lows. We have some high highs. <clears throat> Absolutely. Too. The Bucks announcers again were, were, uh, were um, I think, were – Chris. Sorry, go ahead there, Sam. Uh, Chris and Precious combined for six blocks on yeah. the night. We had a, and we had I thought their just combined defense in the paint was awesome. Like they're almost like one guy. Like they just like are always in the paint, always on the boards together. And just uh, especially, especially really when we're going have against a good synergy on that end. Especially when we're going against Giannis, yeah. it is huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very like it, it stands out yeah. a lot more. Totally going against guys like that because you really see how effective and it is. Dude, when Giannis airballed that three. 
We, I, dude, you looked at his mm -hmm. face. He was like, he looked up at, this is the first thing Giannis did when he missed it, when he airballed that three. Looked up at the scoreboard and shook his head. Yeah. He was, I was like, we're in your head now. Mm -hmm. We've got you. You know that's it. What, that's I can what, see it. That's what Nick Nurse does, man. Like, that's why he does it. He gets into the superstars' heads. Yeah. And, like, the same thing we go to Steph Curry. We always have a double team on Steph Curry all game, and it keeps him out of his rhythm. Like, we just try mm -hmm. to get the superstars out of their rhythm, and then we're like, Chris Middleton, you can beat us if you want. Yeah. You know? It's true. I mean, like, Chris is good. Chris is, Middleton is a great shooter, um, but he's not Curry. You know what I'm no, saying? No. Like, he's not going to shoot that well all then game. That, that's what I'm saying, where it's like, if we're going to lose, we're going to lose to Chris Middleton. Right. That's, a, that's a rare occasion. Mm -hmm. Giannis beats guys all the time. Right. And we're not going to beat the team that he beats again. True. So. Got to give a shout-out to Bobby Portis, though, because Bobby Portis is actually a good NBA player. Oh, yeah, he's shooting like, uh, extremely well oh, yeah. three this season. Yeah. And, and I think he led the uh, league last season in three-point shooting. He's uh, he's 26. He shot 47% from three last season. Wow. And 43 Wait, this what? season. On, yeah. 47? Mm -hmm. On two-and-a-half attempts. Wow. And uh, this season, he's shooting 43% on 44-and-a-half attempts. That's fucking crazy. And, he's yeah, he's 26 years old. You, so. know, you know what it was? He worked with Lethal Shooter. <laughs> Really? Yeah, the season before last season, oh. he was uh, in the gym with Lethal Shooter all summer, and he Lethal Shooter got him to forty-seven percent. That is unbelievable. <laughs> Isn't that crazy. Shout out to Lethal Shooter, yeah. man. Shout out to Jamie. Fox. Yo, hook me up, bro. <laughs> Take my money. Um, I forgot Bobby played in Washington. Um, anyway, it's a different thing. <laughs> Just looking at his basketball reference. Um, yeah. So some final stats in this game: Pascal second career triple double. 30 points, 10 assists, 10 rebounds. Was so hyped when he got the last rebound. Right oh, the yeah. I was like, let's we, go. Didn't we get a steal or something? Last we play. stole the ball? Uh, I don't know. I can't forget. But it was a, it was a, I know he got his last rebound off just a missed shot. Um, OG, 24, 8 and 4 assists. Fred, 17 points, 7 assists, 3 steals. Precious, 14 points, 10 rebounds, 3 blocks. Shout out Precious. Um, Chris, 15 points, 7 rebounds, 3 blocks. And JC Penny, 3 points and 12 wow. rebounds. Oh, my God. 12 rebounds. I, Such a six, wild six, stat he's line. 6'6", six, six, dude. I do want to say. Dennis Robinson stat line. Yeah, it's Dennis Robinson stat line. I do want to say one thing. No. About, yeah, no. Shut Sorry, we're, move, we're actually going to move on to move the top on. 10 centers, guys. Yeah. <laughs> one thing about OG. OG can give us 24. He is he that did last good. Night. But... He is predictable on offense. Agreed. And and we like he I can see the potential. I can't I hate saying this, but he is 24. Right? Like he's got so much room to improve. 2 years from now he's going to be 26, right? Like like that's his prime starting his prime into the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he's at the point where he's got gained enough IQ. Yeah. It's just we see those fundamental building blocks, but I just got to say that OG this game he put up 24 points, which is extremely impressive. But I think it's more impressive under the fact that, that to be honest, I, 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 I wasn't that impressed by his performance. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, OG's hitting yeah, open shot. shots. Like, I expect OG to hit open shots. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like I, I expect that from him. What I want to see OG doing is every time he gets into the, the mid-range, his spin moves and and dribble pull-ups are always all predictable. And he takes too long to shoot dribble uh, off dribble three-point shooters, three-point shots, and uh, he needs to be more demanding in the post. Like mm -hmm. he needs to like. I think I love when he the way two ways I love seeing him score is uh, hitting his threes, hitting all, like because he can hit threes yeah, on a very dude. very well, um, but also using his strength down low. I hate when he gets all uh, when he 
when he avoids the the defense. I know. I don't like, like it I, either, man. He's doing man. that a lot. All season he's been doing that. And when we first saw the start of the season, he was hitting those post fades. You're like, oh, a new OG. But the thing is, it's against great. the Suns game, so though, much. against the Sun game, Suns game, he didn't really do that as much. You yeah. know what I mean? And he was more aggressive. He was getting to the basket. Yeah. And not that he wasn't doing that this game, but it's like, yo, OG, like, like – you have the potential to be a like a, a very very good NBA player within yeah. these next couple of years. You could be doing it right now, but it's like you need to add some more. I think this is the right word. Um, spontaneity, like sure, like yeah, you, less thinking, less thinking. Like yeah. you need to be more spontaneous when you trip when you pull up for that dribble pull up. Do it so fast that the defender that the defender has no choice but to contest your you shot. Can, you can really see the thoughts going through his head when he has totally. the ball in his hands. He's like, Absolutely. okay, I can do this or this or this. Okay, I'm gonna pick doing this. Like, no, just let it. Let it flow. And uh, what is your seen... read? Like, what is your read? Where's this guy on your hip? Yeah. Where, where is the, where, what is the defense doing around you? Are you being double teamed? Who else is open? You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and that, that will come. Um, yeah, cause totally. he, this, he hasn't had a, this is the most he has, he's had his ball and the ball in his hands for throughout his career, right? His entire career, so, yeah. um, like, cause in the past he was more of a, a catch and shoot guy. And what was Pascal at 24? Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, uh, OG's yeah, already so I, beating that trajectory. Yeah. So I, I've, I have high hopes for uh, OG and everything still. I, yeah, but uh, right now, it's, I think he's in this uh, this uh, middle phase where yeah. he's he's becoming uh, what he what he, he'll become. Mm -hmm. uh, but he's kind of in this point where it's like, okay, but how much should I do? What should I do? Yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, which is okay, but it's it's definitely been noticeable lately. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Anyway, uh, what are you guys thinking about this game? Anything else? Uh, I don't have much else to take from this one, man. Like we talked about all the all the contributors. I thought the six guys who played in the second half were just it was crazy. We literally awesome. had a six man like, rotation this you. game. Yeah, yeah, it's and uh, everyone who all six of those guys gave you something yeah. extremely important that mm -hmm. you wouldn't win the game without. Yeah. So that was uh, really impressive. Fun to see Pascal get the, get the triple double. Um, yeah, it was just fun game. Fun game overall. Very fun game. Um, I'm, it's, I'm, this is the Suns game that I wish we won. Yeah. You know, right? Yeah. I mean, our first yeah, half could have been a bit better. Yeah. I, st I still learn anything about that Suns game. I still think we won. Yeah, I reason. still think we won too. <laughs> I, honestly, the loss, this the Suns game, I was thinking about this last night. The, this is one of those losses. The Suns game is one of those losses that didn't hurt in the moment, but it hurts more over time. I know. Cause right? Like, man, just imagine saying we could have said we beat the Suns. Dude, like, and it's so just nice. like we came so fucking close, right? Yeah. It's the game, like, the, the, that Bucks game was the game that we should have won against the Suns. Yeah, and I'm so happy we won this game because this is another yeah. close game that we lost. I've been so upset. Oh, dude, I would have been very upset, especially because of the way the defense was. was oh, it was awesome. Yeah, and exactly. Just, and just like this, like, if we're getting that much from six guys, we're going to beat the Bucks with only six guys. Like that—that that really does say a lot about guys like Champagny, mm -hmm. Precious, um, and how Chris. and Boucher, and just how well they've been playing. Totally. Um, just we just need we just need more. We really just need more consistent offense from from these guys. Because um, we I really like every game. I have no idea what I'm gonna get from Chris offensively. I don't know what I'm gonna get from Precious offensively. Right. And it's I really wish I knew we had a guy that we could get 15 points from off the bench every game. Right. Like Terrence Ross. I wish we had Terrence Ross right now off the bench. Right. Yeah. That'd be nice. I mean. We're hoping Gary is going to be that guy. Yeah, for sure, for you sure. Know? And he right now he is our little packet of instant offense. Yeah. But, you know, uh, um, yeah, like we we can't we can't depend on it. We can't hinge our team on that. We need some more. We need a little bit more depth. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like that 15 points uh, that 
doesn't come from Gary because he's not playing should be coming from Utah, mm-hmm. uh, Svi, mm-hmm. uh, well, Chris, like uh, Justin, like the rest of our bench should be making up for that. And right now we're literally only seeing that out of Chris. Um, we're not really seeing a whole lot of scoring out of Justin, which is fine because I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't expect him. We're, Precious. Guys in his position, their job is to play hard and get consistent minutes. And then once they get those minutes, that's when they start working other things. So yeah. right now, if we're just getting rebounding out of him, I'm cool. Dude, I don't and the rebounding is unreal. I'm like, dude, keep oh rebounding. Like, I don't really give a shit. If, if, you, get, a, if you get, if you get, if you can average 12 rebounds and two <laughs> points a game, I don't even care. Please, well, I'll, give yeah, you, like, I'll give you a lot of money for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Especially yeah, when just, you're half of them are offensive rebounds. Yeah. Like, hell yeah. And the same thing with, like, guys like Utah and Speed. Like, I just don't know if I'm going to get anything from them offensively every night. Yeah, so right. it's, 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 it's it's tough. Um, <clears> yeah, that's that's one move. If we do, if we were to make any move on during the trade deadline, I want a guy that we can get double-digit scoring off the bench consistently. Um, but, yeah, no, anyway. I can understand that. Yeah. Um, all right. Do you want to move into our top ten centers? Right now, Which time do we have? we're at about 54. Five minutes. I, yeah, think. I don't think it'll take two. It will probably won't take longer than like how like I feel like my list isn't like I, I didn't take. No, I don't have much to say about like we. Can, I think we can do it in like sure. fifteen minutes. Okay, yeah, cool. Okay. Um. All right. Yeah. Yep. So top ten centers. This is the last of our of our precision series thing we're doing. The nice thing that we can do is we can kind of do this every year, like reevaluate. Yeah. Yeah. Them. And then I want to get into the stuff like all star selections and stuff. Oh like yeah, that. it's so fun. I want to get this this done. Um. All right. So top ten centers. So Sam, you wanna you wanna hit us off first with your tenth. All right, my uh, surprise, surprise, no Raptors are on this list. Um, <laughs> my number ten center is Clint Capella yeah, from the Atlanta Hawks. So is my. I think we're gonna have a really um, similar list, dude. Pretty, I think so too. Um, pretty like pedestrian season so far for him, but last yes. year he was a beast defensively. Mm-hmm. Still one of the uh, best rebounders in the league. Um, fits well with Trey Young. Runs to the rim. Does his job well. Just the reason he's lower is just because he's had a pretty pretty bad year. Yeah, um, I was interested when the Hawks uh, the Hawks made him untouchable. They they said everybody yeah. no one's untouchable except for Trey and Clint Capella. I was like, okay, <laughs> sure, I guess. I mean, I understand because if you don't, that's a perfect guy for Trey. That's a perfect center for Trey Young. Um, but he has had a down year. That's the same reason why he's lower for me. Last season he would have been higher because um, he was a yeah he was a beast like you said mm-hmm. last season. But um, yeah, uh, my number nine is uh, Nikola Vucevic. Um, again, Dan, is that the same as you? No, I've got him once, but higher. What the hell is um, that sound there, Sam? Oh, oh, a pen fell. <laughs> oh, a pen fell. I was like, did you hear that? I was like, <sighs> yeah. I was, I was, I was trying to grab it and hear me with my foot. <laughs> Soft the floor. Um, yeah, number nine for me is uh, Nikola Vucevic. Um, I think uh, he's also had. A, He's had a down year, but that's also because he's had a much more limited role on the Bulls this season. Because his whole career, he's been he's been yeah. Well, the when guy you have Zach Levine and Lonzo Ball and Demar Derozan <laughs> playing with you, like yeah. this is not the Orlando Magic. No, on the Magic, he he was the guy. Uh, so he was putting up extreme numbers over there. Now he's he's still doing pretty much the same things. He's a little less efficient this year, um, but rebounding's still great. Um, he's still a big threat offensively. You can't you can't leave him. As, you can't take a break off him. Um, cause he will, he will put up 25 and 14 on you. So, um, yeah, that's, that's number nine is Nikola Vucevic for me. My number nine is Miles Turner, mm. uh, future Raptor, Miles Turner. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I like his, I think he actually can show a lot more. I think he is hindered a bit by playing alongside Sabonis, but I think he gives you great rim protection, 
uh, and awesome three-point shooting from that center spot. And I think this shows, those are two just extremely valuable things. And he mm-hmm. actually is good when he rolls to the rim. He just doesn't really get the chance to roll to the rim because he plays with Sabonis. Yeah. Um, so I think he might be even higher if he was in a different team. Like, say he was on Charlotte, right, where he's got no one in his way. Or the Raptors. Um, but he does, like, those two things are just such important skills to have, yeah. especially from that center spot. It's pretty valuable and unique, so. He actually didn't Hopefully make my list. Soon. Turn it turn and make my list. Oh, interesting. Um, just because uh, it was more because uh, his role is is less in, in Indiana. And um, yeah. Right. Like we haven't because because of that, uh, I feel like I haven't seen a ton from him like offensively except for a three point shooting. Uh, so that was my thing there. Um, okay, your number eight. Yeah, my eight is Vucevic. Um, obviously, he was much better on the Magic. Um, on the Bulls, he does like. You know, he, he gives you fine to not great defense. He'll rebound well. I think his three-point shooting is kind of overrated. Mm, uh, he's never really shot a great percentage from there. But he is good inside, and he can pass for a big man. Just a good, like, connecting piece. Um, he probably will keep falling down this list, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt right now. Like, last mm. night, they played without him. And he had a, uh, played without uh, Zach Levine, sorry, and he had a great game. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but just, yeah, he's he's not he's not the magic player that he was he's i think somewhere maybe in between that and what he's shown this year yeah um so there's someone on, someone, on, someone on my list you didn't have on yours i guess because i didn't have miles turner um yeah my number eight is deandre ayton um did you have deandre ayton on your list Hmm. really oh so there's someone oh wow okay um i wonder who's not on yours who's not on my list i don't know well, i guess we'll find out um deandre ayton um very, very solid center for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, he does his job very well. He is probably the best baby hook uh, shooter in the NBA. Uh, once they get him deep in the post, it is it is you are done for. You're getting two points scored on you. Um, and uh, his rebounding is great. He just compliments Chris Paul very well. Um, the reason he's not higher for me is because I think a lot of his success has come from Chris Paul. Um, I don't know how well he how great he would be without him. Um, I feel like his skill set is still very limited especially for a first overall pick. Um, I'd like to see him do more, uh, more shooting especially. Because um, I feel like all game is kind of just down low. So I'd like to see him uh, be more, like shoot more shots mid-range and even some threes. He's, he shot threes in college, so. Um, yeah, no, but as as far as the championship center goes, he's a, he's a very good one to have, so, yeah. All right, your number seven? Uh, my number seven is Jonas Valanciunas. Um, is he on your list also? Yeah, he didn't make he didn't make my list. Whoa, nope, really? Wow, no, dude. Wow. Oh uh, yeah, number seven, Jonas Valanciunas for me. Wow, that's crazy. Um, he's such a force down low, man. I think he uh, his rebounding's excellent, and I know his numbers are. It's, it's the defense. His defense, it's the defense is, is not good, but um, and his numbers do look inflated right now because they're playing without Zion, so he is their second best uh, option. But I think he's still a very dominant presence down low. Uh, rebounding wise, and I mean his defense isn't that great, but also he's a big dude, so it's tough to it's tough to go at him. Um, he is he does have uh, some fouling issues also uh, because defense isn't that great, but no, I think he's still such a force down low. So uh, yeah, that's that's number seven for me. Yeah, the the re- only reason I didn't have JV on there was because of the the defense. Oh, like and, I think and, I just kind of value. Sorry. Um. Oh, like a guy like Miles Turner's defense a little more than him. Um, sure. 
and I'll like make up the rebounding maybe somewhere else. But like he was my last cut. It was between him or him or Clint or yeah, Turner, okay. like that group. Um, another thing of um, Valanciunas that's huge is that he's a forty three percent three uh, three point shooter, which I think is yeah he's totally for a center improved. Yeah, that's pretty crazy actually. Yeah, he was leading the league for a while. He was, and he's still up there. So um, yeah. My uh, my number seven is one of my favorite players is Jarrett Allen. Um, mm-hmm. Just does kind of like all of the little things you'd want a center to do. Rolls really well to the rim. Is actually quite good in the post, like with footwork. Uh, protects the rim at a great level. Can actually give you a little bit of like versatility uh, outside of the paint on defense. Like he's not like a like super stiff. Like he'll actually move a little bit. Um, I think this is. I think I've I've always been a little higher on Jared Allen, and I think this series kind of showing it that he can just kind of similar uh, to a guy like Capella last year, mm-hmm. um, and I think he fits like perfectly with a guy like Darius Garland, right? Like a point guard who loves to play in the pick and roll, and a center who all he wants to do is just roll to the rim, uh, and he can pass a little bit too for a player of his size. So, Jared. Uh, yeah, here's your number six. My yeah, my number six is DeAndre Ayton. Um, okay, wait, okay. Well, I was I, clarifying. I was clarifying who your number six was. So okay, he was your number seven, Jared Allen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. So number six, okay, yeah, keep going. Uh, yeah, I've got DeAndre Ayton at number six. I, uh, I, I love. I think he actually might be able to stretch his game out to the three point line just because he has shown a little bit in the mid range. Um, I love his defense. I think he's a really good defender. Uh, he's versatile on the uh, on the perimeter too. Um, he's still he fits young, perfectly right? with our two guards. Oh, yeah. Twenty three. Um, yeah, wow. and just kind of does. He's kind of like if Jer- like a, a vo- more polished version of Jared Allen, maybe, and a bit better defense. Um, really, ma- I think a lot of his. Uh, yeah, I, I love just his. I love his. I think his post game is actually quite good. Like I think he can score pretty well one-on-one in the post definitely and i think his defense is like i loved his defense in the playoffs last year um and i i think a lot of his maybe criticisms come from the fact that he was drafted number one overall and it's like mm-hmm. god you look at all these awesome players who were drafted after him and it looks really bad uh but he does kind of like exactly what that team needs him to do yeah so I think that's really important well, that, was a, that was a big thing that was talked about last season uh when the suns made the finals um because all the criticism was like, oh, they could have Luca, they could have Trey Young, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but DeAndre Ayton is the perfect guy for that team from that draft class right now, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so in retrospect, it was a great pick. Um, my thing with DeAndre Ayton is that he's still he's really soft on offense. I find um, he doesn't get into guys at all, and he's huge. So I think he definitely he's two fifty six eleven. So I'd love to see him body guys more, and uh, like I mentioned earlier, I just kind of wanted him to see him stretch his game out more. Um, as far as shooting goes, um, yeah, my number six was Jarrett Allen. Um, his rim protection is insane. His uh, his rolling ability is absolutely insane. Um, his poster ability is absolutely insane. Everything he does at a <laughs> everything he can do, everything in his skill set that he does is like amazing. You know, like the things he can do. Like he's not a shooter, obviously. He's yeah. not really a passer much. He's like, he can pass, um, but as far as what he's good at, he's extremely good at. He strives at. Um, and like you said, I was going to compare him to the same thing. I was going to say he's like Clint Capella from last year, where uh, he's such a dangerous roller. And then with Darius Garland being a, a much improved playmaker this season, that's going to be a very lethal duo uh, for years to come. Um, 
Okay, my number five was uh, Bam Adebayo. Um, he's been injured this year, so I uh, haven't been able to see much from this year, but uh, he is a defensive monster. He is an excellent playmaker for his position. Um, same thing as Aiden, though. I kind of want to see him stretch his game out a bit because uh, he's shown flashes that he can be a, a shooter, like at, at least in the mid-range, um, but I wish he would do it a little more. Um, but for what he does, again, he just he does it very well. So. Sweet. Uh, you're number five, or is it my turn? Your turn. That number five was my was Bam at a bio for me. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, you cut it a little bit there. Um. Yeah, I've got Bam at five. Uh, his defense is absurd. Like, just amazing defender, great playmaker. Um, I thought his scoring ability would come along a little bit more as of now. Like, he showed a lot last year and the year before. Um, but like, he's a very unique player. Like, he does a lot of. Mm-hmm. interesting things on the floor like an uh, interesting mix of skills he and Pascal um, are kind of he... similar like in the post at least where uh, mm-hmm. the way they play make out of the post <laughs> you, can say, you can keep going no I, I didn't I didn't hear you cut out there oh sorry okay no, just keep going keep going see keep saying what you were saying alright um, <laughs> alright this maybe I guess we might have some I don't know uh, my number four here is Carl Anthony Towns yeah me too uh, okay. Uh, amazing offensive center. One of the best um, all time. Yeah. Like the shooting ability is out of this world. Um, can pass, can roll and finish inside. Uh, I don't love him as like a shot creator. I think he fits well with a guy like Anthony Edwards that mm-hmm. can do the shot creation. Uh, but like, and the defense isn't even that, like the defense has improved uh, since when he was younger. Um, yeah. But kind of like the perfect, like when we're talking about like stretch centers, like that is the guy. Imagine um, him and Pascal playing together. One of the together. best. Oh man, man. Pascal's defense make up for it. Oh, just as everything. Would, they're coughing each other so well. Um, yeah, yeah. Cats my four also. Uh, same reason Sam said this is defense is not good enough to put him in top three, uh, but his offense is absolutely insane. And then I think like even if you take. If you put him on a team like by himself and a bunch of scrubs, like he would be able to give you crazy numbers. Um, so, and then just his playmaking is great. Also, I think his decision making has really improved over the past couple of years. Um, yeah, pretty much same thing Sam said. Um, my number three is Rudy Gobert. Um, him and him and Towns are uh, kind of polar opposites in how they play. Where Gobert is an insane defender, and the reason I have him over Towns is because uh, it was I think. They haven't played with Gobert's been up like the past like five games or something, and Utah is in those past five games is the worst defensive team in the league with Rudy Gobert out. So that, yeah, that's, I was just gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, so that's how big of an impact Rudy Gobert makes because usually they're like in the top five, top eight, uh, minimum uh, defensive teams, and without Gobert they're down to thirtieth. Wow. So he is even yeah. even just being a presence there is huge, and he's a great rim roller. Um, obviously a great uh, shot blocker and um, just does everything the team needs him to do very well. Yeah, he's um, he's awesome. Like, defensively, and I think this, like, their struggles um, the last little bit when he's been out just kind of shows why they struggle in the playoffs, right? Because when teams yeah. lure him out of the paint, they can just go around their perimeter defenders. And that's the tough um, part about them playing t- against teams like Philly or Denver with the uh, guys like Embiid and Jokic who can play, mm-hmm. or in, I guess Minnesota too, but they're not going to be in the playoffs like that. Um, but yeah, like Embiid and Jokic, 
those two guys are so good in the perimeter, so that brings uh, Gobert out of the paint. And then, yeah, they're going to have a tough time after that. Yeah. Uh, all right, my number two, really no disagreement, I don't think, here, uh, is Joel yeah. Embiid. I yeah, think he almost gets ungra- underrated a bit because he gets compared to Jokic. Yeah. Um, but he is, in my mind, like a lock as a top 10 player in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like, I think he is like, Gobert's a better defender, but Embiid is not far behind Gobert, especially mm-hmm. like given his versatility. I think his defense um, is underrated too because that gets do... compared to Gobert's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think he, he kind of do, like, he's actually like, Obviously, his playmaking isn't Jokic level, but he's like become a really good playmaker. Can score on anywhere on the floor. Uh, is he's been playing like an MVP candidate for the past like mm-hmm. three weeks here? Like he's been, uh, he does literally everything. I think he's the caliber of player who can be your best player on a yep. title winning team. Uh, just with all the stuff he does on the offensive and defensive end. Yeah, uh, yeah. Joel Embiid, numero dos. Uh, I I completely agree with everything Sam just said. Is uh, I mean his numbers are insane too. Like he's shooting uh. Like his used to get knocked on his three point shooting, um, especially like back in like 2019, he was a 30 percent three point shooter on four attempts. But now he's shooting uh, around league average or a little bit above on um, on a solid clip. But he's he's playing down low a lot more. His post is his post game is one of the best the league's ever seen. Um, great mm-hmm. rebounder, great great uh, defensive anchor, and uh, he will go down as one of the best centers of all time in my opinion. Um, yeah, like Sam said, I think his offense gets uh, underrated because it's compared to Jokic's, and I think his defense gets underrated because it's, it's compared to Gobert's. So, um, yeah. I think he 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 needs to get more recognition about how good he actually is because he is he is a, a superstar level talent. And um, I think both of us will have the same number one, uh, Nikola Jokic. Not much needs to be said about why he does literally everything. His defense is also very underrated. He's a very solid defender. Um, He's yep. kind of slow, and that's the only real knock on him. So, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, like he is. You could argue Jokic is one of the, like it, this at least this stretch from Jokic is one of the ten greatest offensive stretches in NBA history. Absolutely, like, like it's it's kind of it's kind of overwhelming is, to be honest. How good he? Is. Yeah, that that team without him is a lottery team. Like, yep. bottom oh, five time. team in the NBA without him. I mean, like, you, with look, the injuries you look at too. their roster right now. The roster is disgusting right now with, with their injuries and stuff no. like that. Yeah. And he is keeping them afloat. So, um, yeah. yeah, big shout out to Jokic, man. Yeah, yeah, I don't, there's nothing else you need to say. One of the, like, you could, he might be the best player in the NBA right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's it, man. Not a lot of disagreement at all. Yeah. I, I didn't think there would be. Uh, no, Jonas Allen, she top 10. Board. What? <laughs> 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 Sorry, JV. I just, uh, I don't know. I guess I don't appreciate your, your rebounding. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, if that's all that we have for today, we're uh, looking ahead. Look ahead real quick. Um, yeah. I th- we guess we play uh, Miami on Monday. Ooh, uh, cool. Bam is coming back. Yeah. It's nice. the first, first game back. For the first time. Um, it's in Miami. Thank God. I really hope Kyle comes back. It's near awesome the end of the month. This year. Yeah. I hope uh, when Kyle comes back at the end of the, in Toronto at the end of the month, we have fans back. I would suck when Kyle I they play us at the end of the yeah. month in January. Yeah, oh, yeah. damn, so I, I really doubt it. To be back. honest, I well, doubt initially it. it was three weeks, and it started at the start of the year. Yeah, so. and then it's three weeks gonna turn into three fucking months. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see at least happens. in Ontario, Ontario is pretty crazy with their restrictions right now. Yeah, but. I mean, we'll see. Uh, New Brunswick just got put on lockdown. I did hear about that. I talked to my crazy. mom yesterday, and uh, they say, "Oh, it's, it's horrible." <laughs> it's such, yeah, it's stupid. It's tough, man. It's it's really tough. I mean. 
oh, we don't get to have a crowd for basketball. This is the worst. <laughs> I mean, like, to be honest, it's the least of, like, yeah. the real problems with COVID. But, like, at the end of the day. I like how to get I, claps. Yeah, man. I, it's like, yeah, it, it's it's tough. I mean, it's, yeah. There's no there's no, there's no, no good way about it to say it or anything, to yeah. be honest. We'd like to see a crowd, but also we don't want people to be dying from COVID. So, mm-hmm. you know, it is it is what it is. So, hopefully, let's hope by the end of the month there's going to be some fans allowed back in the building yeah. because that's just disrespect. Is it uh, just the Miami game? Uh, yeah, because I think we'll probably record be, uh, before we play Dallas on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. All righty. So without any further ado, um, before we head out of the podcast, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And if you're listening to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else you get your podcasts, make sure to leave us a rating and also leave us a review. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at RapChatPodcast, where we post new clips of the show every week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Luke Dick. I'm Elias Eldridge. And I'm Sam Kenny. All right. Peace out. We'll see you guys on Thursday. Later. Peace.